Greetings, friends. Welcome back to the Film Alchemist Podcast, the show where we look at movies we love, break them apart to find out what makes them magic. Tonight, special intro show. So tonight we're not breaking apart movies, but a curation. Uh, This month, the pod enrolls in the school of hard knocks. I am your host, Josh Griffey, joined as always on my... (laughs) My fucking journey through the halls, the hallowed halls of learning and bullies by my friend and co-host, Alex Dandino. <laughs> that was a great Oh, intro. man. I'm actually super, I'm super excited about this one. Not only did it shake the fucking filth of Body Horror Month off, <sighs> get back. Yeah, so I hope you guys enjoyed Body Horror and Childhood Fear movies. I thought that was a lot of fun. Uh, but I'm ready to dive into some exciting ones. Uh, so this is all about schools that are going less than ideal. <laughs> Alex, what is it about movies about uh, school dysfunction that are so enjoyable to you? I always enjoy like these sort of dysfunctional school stories because in general, I think we all grew up in a way like no matter where you grew up, whether you were a jock or you're a nerd or whatever you were, whatever your category was that you related to, you related to one of those many categories. So I think what's fascinating about these kinds of movies is they're always relatable no matter how outlandish or weird they might get. There's always something to relate and always something to grab from. They're like, oh, man, I was that person. I know how they feel. It is pretty incredible how, especially high school movies, they get away with just stereotyping enormous groups of people through, like, two avatars. Yeah. And we're all like, yes, I totally accept and remember it that way. (laughs) 100%. It's the thing I love. Yes, I also had a person in suspenders who was a nerd. Like, the 90s had, like, an amazing run of these movies, particularly. Like, I feel like Can't Hardly Wait and, like, PCU were two movies where I'm like, wow, these are really specific groups of friends who would never socialize with anybody else, and yet they all find themselves in one yeah. spot. Oh, PCU is the worst, man. That's literally just every single person's a stereotype, even though I <laughs> yeah. love that movie. But that's not exactly where we're going with this. So it's this not. is more off the rails, a bit more dangerous, if you will. It's the so hard knocks. Have, uh, yeah, the hard knocks. Uh We have four movies picked, and we're going to the theater to see one. And then, of course, we'll be waiting for you guys to submit your pick as well. I think one of the other cool things about high school-age movies, especially, too, is it's such a universal experience of... It's one of the very rare places where so many kinds of people with different thoughts, lives, whatever, are crammed into one place for so many hours and get next to no benefit out of it. (laughs) And I'm not saying it's like high school is useless because I'm, I'm a huge proponent of education. Sure. But as Mark Twain said, right, I never let school interfere with my education. <laughs> but, yeah. There, there is just, just kind of like social cannibalism of high school that I think everyone relates to in such a visceral way. Oh, yeah. There is absolutely no way you went through, even if you only had it for a day, which I feel like all of us especially once you're older, feel like you went through it constantly. But yeah, I think that's a great way to put it. Social cannibalism is pretty much all it was. Like no matter who you were, where you were from, what you were doing or what you liked, man, 
there was someone who either hated you or just totally ignored the existence of your preference of life. It was weird. Yeah, and about 50 people, you would do that too. Like, I can't be seen with you, scum. Right, I'm yeah. To I'm not absolving myself either. There was like plenty of people like, fucking scumbag, and I'd God. walk away. Like, that's how it was. It's so funny. I look back now, and you're just like, oh, my God. Like, what a little fucking piece of shit I probably was. <laughs> like, that's why I still love the teen dramas, right? Like, you know, for Halloween, they dropped the new Chilling Adventures of Sabrina. Yep. And I was watching it, and I was like, Oh, I loved it. The parts I could actually see. <laughs> they went really hard on the, hey, let's try a cool, like the DP's like, I want to be noticed. Maybe I'll have everything except the dead center of the frame be completely yeah. unfocused and fuzzy. I loved how, yeah. The whole- it was one of those like, well, maybe it's like magic time or witch. And you're like, this is like a style choice that went far beyond helping the narrative and now is just a distraction. Yeah, it's one but of those. good for you for becoming a Twitter meme. <laughs> yeah, see, that's like one of the, yeah, I had noticed that immediately and I was actually like shouting at the television like, oh my God, it's like someone fucking came on the lens. Please, for the love of God, focus this camera. Oh. He's driving me nuts. I hate it. Right, but then I pull through because anything with like teen melodrama, because I just tell him, I'm like, Look at that. She's even fighting Satan and she's got it easier than us. Oh, yeah. Because she's a teenager. <laughs> so like, also, her big struggle of the show is how do I avoid Satan long enough to have a boyfriend? And right. Like, that was my whole life. You that's, will. That's my entire high school journey. I mean, again, you'll find some you'll find very few people more. I, I love Degrassi, the next generation, man. I was heavily invested in that shit. Yeah. Do you want to talk about School of Hard Knocks? Oh, my God. That and Skins. Skins. All of those fucking shows. You talk about School of Hard Knocks. Literally every terrible thing that could happen in high school happened at Degrassi High. Nothing was nothing was sacred on that show. Kids got stabbed to death, shot, pre- teen pregnancy. Like, anything that can go wrong will go wrong in Degrassi. It's amazing. But that's, again. <laughs> but I think that's what's so funny, right, is you take that. That kind of basic location that we all experienced, the kind of humongous amount of fear, because this is when we're like, all right, we're old enough now that things matter and there's things we're supposed to do. Right. But you're so dumb and inexperienced, you have no idea what they are or how to do them. Right. So everything <laughs> takes on this epic, like, I have to have a girlfriend for this dance or else. Right. And you're like, it, it, it doesn't matter. Like, I don't remember any of those things or whatever. <laughs> but it's like this this constant state of fear makes schools a really fun place for kind of high concept uh horror drama science fiction like there are so many great movies like the faculty right it's a great example you can do this with so many movies it's like let's take invasion of the body snatchers and put it in a school right let's do jaws in a school right like any movie like that you're like i can kind of see exactly why that would exist (laughs) um but i think it's that all of us have that universal feeling that High school is just this really unfair and cruel social experiment that we were all subjected to. Absolutely. And it's easy for us to supplant horrifying stories onto that building. Totally. I think you I think I th- also I think we've come up with a real banger of a list though. I, I like the movies we're gonna watch this month. This is gonna be really fun. I'm super excited. This is probably one of the most exciting uh, excited uh I've been for one of our, our groups so far. So Again, ours go a little bit further than basic uh, boyfriend-girlfriend problems. But uh, first up, we've got a two-headed beast. Uh, We are doing Suspiria. Woo! Uh, Classic. Dario Argento. Um, This is part of the, I think it's called the the Mothers, the Three Mothers trilogy. 
Oh, I didn't even uh, know part of the trilogy. Have you not watched them? Yeah, I think I think they're all on Shutter right now. Uh, it's kind of it's kind of fun, wacky witch stuff. Yeah. Um. So Suspiria is it was ballet school gone awry before Black Swan. Although I guess they were pros in Black Swan. Yeah, they were. Uh, pros. Suspiria is known for its just insanely vivid colors, uh, an amazing score from uh, a band called the Goblins, I believe. Yeah. Uh, Dario Argento went all fucking out for Suspiria. It's it's one of those movies that has just captivated horror audiences for a long time. Yeah. Like I remember seeing it at 16 and you're just there is almost a black magic about that film. Yeah. Even when there are things you're like that's so hokey and it doesn't work and this and that, it's so fucking arresting. I think the opening of that movie is one of the most vicious things I've ever seen committed to film. Like truly like and it's not like to me it's not like horror like oh my god like this is disgusting what it is is just truly vicious it's brutal like that is truly like one of the like great openings of a movie ever and i remember watching that yeah. and being like jesus christ this movie is going to it's be so funny. intense <laughs> i used to have that i remember i bought it and that was always the movie i would pick out when we'd get home drunk from the bars right to show people at my house be like guys we got to Gotta watch Suspiria. It's insane. You'll love it. And so I have drunkenly fallen asleep to Suspiria about 50 times. <laughs> so I've seen just that opening so many times that it is just fucking ingrained in my brain. <laughs> and I, I fucking adore that movie. Um, but yeah, that's what I mean. It's it's a perfect example of alchemism, uh, too, as we talk about in films. There's a lot of elements that you feel like don't work or haven't aged well. And to me, it doesn't hurt the film at all. No. Like, there, there is just some kind of fucking beautiful magic between the sound and image of that film uh, that still just make it as captivating as it's ever been. Agreed. And then to pair with that, this month, we are getting the remake of Suspiria, finally. Uh, long awaited for me. Uh, the critics are fucking loving it. I'm very excited to go. I heard it's three fucking hours long. though. <laughs> Yeah, everyone uh, knows that my dream project is to do a blog where I, I actually just write every movie, what scenes they can get rid of to make every movie one hour and a half. <laughs> <laughs> That's my dream blog, right? The 90-minute dream or what? <laughs> oh, my God. So three hours is terrifying. But uh, from the trailers, uh, it's got Dakota Johnson uh, being the ballerina heading in, and it's got Tilda Swinton as one of our witchy ballet instructors. Perfect. Uh, that alone makes me feel like we are on an amazing path for this remake. Yeah. I also think it's really interesting that the guy who directed this is the guy who directed Call Me By Your Name, which is a very different film from Suspiria. So we'll see how that goes. Yeah, but very beloved, man. That that is a cult, a cult classic already. Man, hundred percent love that movie. Uh, yeah. What is what is that guy's name? Luca Gugadino. Guiadagino. Guiadagino. I have no idea. Sorry, I, I know. Luca. I know you have Italian background, and, and it probably hurt your ears listening to me try to pronounce that. To names. be honest with you, man, I have no idea what his name is. I could not tell you. <laughs> I just know it's. I know it's Luca G. That's what I'm gonna say. Luca G. Directed Suspiria the remake. Luca. Call him Luca Brazzi. No, Luca you probably Brazzi. wouldn't dig that. But no, I'm I'm fucking excited, man. Like the the early buzz on it is really good. Yeah, I've and heard what nothing I heard but is good that things. They, they forge a really good path where 
it plays as a companion piece to the first one. It's not trying to, you know, that's like the age old, like that's the worst remake you can do is Van Zant Psycho. Right. We're like, I'm just going to do a shot for shot lesser version of a movie everyone loves. Uh, you know, that's what I, 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 this is another one we've been talking about a lot lately is Halloween. That's why I loved Rob Zombie's Halloween. Like we had already seen a lot of the Michael Myers stuff. He kind of showed us some new elements. And while you might not have liked a lot of what he chose to do in this and that, I always think that's awesome. Like what's the point of doing a remake or reimagining a franchise or a character if you're not going to add something new? Right. And it sounds like they do that really well with this one. Yeah, for sure. What's the next one? I'm excited. So that is our double header of Suspiria. Next, we travel to veterinary school in France with the movie Raw. Yeah, uh, this is a newer one. I actually saw this at the New Art Theater in Santa Marta, uh, Santa Monica. There were only a handful of us in there, and I felt very weird being amongst the crowd that was watching. That. <laughs> I immediately was like, "I am not in good company for sure." Uh, this movie, this is one of those movies I I talk about sometimes. There are movies that have an inexplicable, explosive energy and liveliness to them, right? Yeah, totally. Um, to think of a movie that we might have seen here if you haven't seen raw it, it reminds me of a a less stage play version of like thoroughbreds right like thoroughbreds has that super fucking high energy crackling on screen right raw is nothing like thoroughbreds but it, it very much has that kind of energy like there, there is just this crackling electric power that is pumping off the screen um it's a movie that doesn't take a lot of time to explain to you what's happening or why it's happening. Uh, you feel very unsafe the whole time you're watching it. Yeah. Specifically, there's a scene when they showed a horse in like a, uh, a girdle from the ceiling. Is that what it would be that holds her weight? Yeah. And she's walking on a treadmill and it felt like it lasted 10 minutes to me. And I wasn't breathing. Cause I was like, what are they about to do to this fucking horse? <laughs> and that's, that's one of those things where you're like, this movie is succeeding in a big way. Yeah. Because they just feel unsafe, but I trust the director. It's it's a really good mix of, of fucking high energy and and just kind of disturbing sitting and stewing in your own mind. Yeah. Uh, Raw is one of those movies that I, I caught it on Netflix um, several months after you had said, oh, my God, you got to see this movie Raw. I remember watching the trailer for it and being really intrigued, but... Um, this movie prevents, presents itself in a very fascinating way. I actually, I'm not sure if I agree with the necessarily electric uh, crackling off screen. I would actually consider it more of a slow burn myself. Um, this movie really, it simmers to me a lot. Like to me, what happens in th- like the way the movie's paced and the way the movie kind of draws itself out and the way it lures you in is by presenting you at first with a very like common story above like you know initiation at a school and then almost immediately starts throwing these like really crazy curveballs sort of just like every once in a while just tossing a curveball your way like huh that's something i haven't seen before and then that second curveball <laughs> is like not only is this something you've never seen before but that's fucking disgusting and then all of a sudden this movie really then the movie like actually snaps in half and just goes for broke it's a really cool movie and it's a really fun movie that i enjoyed but I also think it's kind of a slow burn. Like the way that the way that it's visually presented to me is very slow. Yeah. No, I, I don't disagree. That's see, that's the thing. The crackling energy to me doesn't 
mean that it's just kind of like a Megadeth album, right? right. <laughs> like, there, there's just this kind of like passion and love infused in Definitely. every okay, moment. Now of it, I see what you're saying. Yes. Where you you can see some a filmmaker who's so in love, like a filmmaker and crew and cast that's so in love with what they're doing that there's like there there's this kind of reciprocal energy between me and the movie. Right. right. Where I'm just watching and I'm so fucking amped to be watching it. I'm happy to be on the journey with them. That's how I think of this movie. Okay, you're yeah. right. It's it's very slow burn to very interesting reveals. Um, to me, it's just it's such a fucking fascinating and interesting version on, uh, you know, kind of the woman taking her place in for sure society as she comes of age. What people will or won't let you do, how people handle stress. <laughs> I mean, it's got a lot of the undertones, but it's kind of the big things that'll that'll hit you in the face. But there's a lot going on underneath it. Um. It's one of those movies that sticks with you for a really long time after you watch it. Totally. Next, <laughs> we go to school in Japan where we are put on a game show of death. <laughs> Called The so Hunger Games. I mean, sorry, not The Hunger Games. Yeah, no, Battle Royale, or as I call it, <laughs> non-wussy Hunger Games. True. No one would volunteer themselves to save their siblings for Battle Royale. Fuck no. <laughs> You'd be like, I will sit here and starve. You will go die in Battle Royale. <laughs> No, uh, this is one of those amazing high concept. I think it's Japanese. Did I misspeak? Is that Japanese? I think it's Japanese. I'm actually not sure. I, I haven't seen it in a long, long time, so I might have just spoken out of turn. But it's one of those amazing Asian cinema movies you get that's so insanely high concept, but you buy into it immediately. It's uh, it's kind of a, a school-based science fiction Lord of the Flies, essentially. Right. Um, you set these kids loose and put their future on the line, right? Like, you will kill your classmates. And it seems outlandish, but then you're left sitting there wondering, uh, would I have done the same? You're like, I don't talk to many of my classmates anymore. Maybe I would have been justified back then. <laughs> Who knows? Uh, but, it, yeah, it's, it's one of those brilliant, high concept, perfectly played out, um, just kind of fun massacre flicks, man. And it's weird because with school children, you think that would be... And granted, they're not like the choir boys from Lord of the Flies. These are teenagers. But still, man, seeing teenagers have to murder each other for the pleasure of a viewing audience. Uh, I remember seeing it just being kind of stunned, not only by the concept, but by how well it's executed. And it's yeah. to me, it's just an insanely fun, uh, grim movie that lets you kind of ponder some bigger issues. Uh, kind of a perfect storm of everything I love about movies. Yeah, it's a great high concept action thriller kind of deal, but the yeah, like the other it reminded me when I saw it like when I realized like as far as high concept goes, it reminds me a lot of how The Purge originally worked where you're like, "Huh. Okay, like that's sort of this sort of similar it's a dystopian <laughs> thing where we're like taking the rule of law a little too far." And that's the thing I like the most about it is like the mythology and sort of the general premise is very, very like you're like, no way anyone would ever agree to this. Cause it's the same way I feel about the purge. I'm like, no way anyone would ever agree to this except me. I'd probably be okay with it. And then slowly, but right, surely but while you're watching I mean. the movie, you're the, like, I'm the totally purge okay changed with us. The purge changed our country. Right? Like I remember reading, cause I was in a producer's assistant and I was responsible for script submission. So I would read and do a database and try to pass on the best stuff. Uh, and I got an early version of The Purge when it was called The Release, right? And it took place. It's kind of a, a Peck and Paul straw dog setup. It took place in a small English countryside village. Uh, the whole country didn't do it. It's just kind of this 
antiquated wicker man style tradition of this one town. Right, right. And like the fights were over like the guys bickering over where their yard line was, right? So it's kind of like suburban dad shit. Uh, but it was so weird. And I'm like, that's kind of a weird, but like, that's a great concept. I'm like, I just don't know that this is the right setting. And some of the fights were kind of like, uh, all right. Next thing you know, I see a trailer for The Purge and I'm like, that's the fucking movie and they gave it to us. I'm like, we would kill each other. Like, <laughs> right. That makes perfect sense. <laughs> I feel like it's just become part of the vernacular, right? Like now you're like, people are always like, oh, well, when The Purge happens. <laughs> right. No, totally. <laughs> that, that like high concept is something that would totally happen. And I think Battle Royale functions like that too, where by the end of the movie, you're like, I think this is feasible that we would have these kids murder each other. <laughs> and like, Eh, you know, shit got pretty bad. This is how we solved it. It's, but that's what I mean. I think it's very interesting movie. Uh, there's also a movie called The Wave that yeah. kind of plays like this. It's about, did you ever see this? About a school club gone awry? I just And know. how fast we fall in on like political uh, tribalism and this and that. Mm. Very, another one of those kind of like fascinating like things going wrong at school. But you kind of believe it would happen exactly like that. I love those kind of movies. Totally. Yeah. And then finally, we are wrapping up with maybe one of the harder movies we'll have to cover. But I'm excited about this because uh, this is a movie I've always loved. We're doing Heathers with Winona Ryder. It's a classic. And uh, Christian Slater. This is the thing. I fucking, I love Heathers. I think it's super fucking funny, dark comedy. I, I think that the fucking screenwriting is just whip crack sharp to me. Sure. It's so good. But this movie was made in a time where we weren't having a school shooting every week. No, no, um, no. So now watching it and talking about it in a world where that used to be like, oh, what an absurd black comedy. And then imagining Heather's in a world today where you're like, oh, fuck, like kids are killing each other in school all the fucking time. <laughs> uh, it'll be interesting to examine how this movie uh, was meant to play and kind of the reality that it foretold. Yeah. Which I don't think was the point of the movie. No, I mean, again, it's just a dark comedy. Like, it's a classic. And this is a probably, I think this is, besides Suspiria this month, this might be one of the first times we've really examined a highly examined movie, honestly. Um, this is, uh, I mean, God, dude, Heathers is just such a strange, when you look at it now, like, it makes total sense in context, but you realize, like, 1988, like, that was not a thing in anyone's mind. It was just... Oh, it's like, it's sort of to me like if Spicoli decided to go off the deep end, like kind of like that's how when I remember when I first watched, it, I was like, wow, <laughs> this is really like you're really throwing like Christian Slater's character, particularly like really throwing people out to the wolves here. Like that's the kind of thing that I drew from initially. It's a really fascinating. Yeah. Well, movie. no, she's she seemed. Christian Slater seems like he's already on the verge of being a psycho in the movie. Right, right. Winona Ryder's character is kind of funny. Like, what if Daria tried to be optimistic for a week, didn't take, and then it's like, I might as well just remove people. Right. You know, it's like, <laughs> it's such a straight. But that's, again, this is one of those movies that puts you in that weird spot because of the visceral nature we all have with high school. Where as you're watching the movie, you start to somewhat root for Winona Ryder. Right. Because we remember the archetypes of these bad high school people that made life really bad and hard for other people. And it's a strange time anytime movies put you in the position where it's like 
you need to root for someone who's doing something so awful and you disagree with, right. especially nowadays. Oh, like, God. I would love to know how, like, younger audiences are reacting to Heathers because I've obviously loved this movie for a long time, but I'm imagining future generations are going to have a very fucking strange and different reaction to it. But even for us older audiences, you were put in, you were put, we were put in the place where we're kind of rooting for someone who is doing something so fucking horrible. Right. And that, that's always a weird place to be. Well, and they don't even give you the John Wick, like, oh, well, they killed his dog. That makes perfect sense. Right. right. It's just, well, they're mean girls. Well, that's the thing. Like, I feel like this movie kind of got, like, Mean Girls is a great example of an example. Like, it was based on a book, but there's also that format of, like, there's three girls. They're, like, the most feared and loved people in the school. And then there's, Veron- there's like, Veronica Sawyer's, you know, she's Lindsay Lohan. Like, this format's been used a couple of times, but never, ever to the same effect. Like, yeah. there's something about She's Heather's- Lindsay Lohan from our real world. <laughs> yeah, like, there's something about Heather's <laughs> visceral enough where you're like, there's no reason that it's not real to me. Because, like, to me, Mean Girls is funny and it's entertaining, but there's nothing about it that's... There's nothing about it that's so... It's still too bombastic. Like, some about something about real Mean Girls doesn't feel real heathers feels very real to me which is funny because it's often just for comic effect insanely surreal yeah no totally <laughs> i it, that's what i mean to me heathers is just a fascinating insanely well-made movie that um just kind of because of the way times have shifted it, it's hard to watch in a way now because yeah. now now you have to think about it as not surreal and that's fucked up. <laughs> right. Now it's like, now like a lot of these things that happen in the movie are things that have happened. You're like, Jesus Christ. Yeah. And it's not just the end either. Like the things that like JD does in the movie itself are like really fucked up things that I know I've read about in the paper. Like that's the crazy yeah. thing is like, that's sort of the convalescence of art. And so to speak, the alchemy, I guess, in the point of our show is like, at what point does art, at what point does life imitate art instead of art imitating life? Like that's the thing that I think yeah. becomes very scary about Heather's when you watch it, especially now in today's context, particularly in this, in this age. Yeah. Well, it's weird. They kind of use this shocking fictional event as a way to kind of show us the underbelly of the social experiment. Right. And instead of using that as a road sign, we all just kind of fell backwards and made it <laughs> real. It's very, it's very like, again, I don't think Heather's bears any responsibility for the shitty state of our current world at times. Not at all. Uh, I just think it's a really good movie that I feel will unfortunately be branded uh, because I don't think it's going to offer the laughs and escapism that it once did. Sadly, I, I would agree with that, but I still fucking love it, man. And I think there's a lot of fun stuff to talk about in there. Absolutely. Uh, we'll try to we'll try to pull out the good stuff and not talk about all the bad real stuff. Agreed. Um. So that's it, guys. The pod enrolls in the school of hard knocks. Things not going well for us on the path of the learned. Uh, <laughs> again, as usual, we're asking you, the audience, submit your choice. What movie... About things running awry in school. Did you see the movie I mentioned? The Wave, Mean Girls, uh, Nightmare on Elm Street. Any movie that features a group of students who are often in their school or the trauma is related directly to their school. 
That's what we want to watch. You guys, this will give you a broad swath of movies to pick from. Yes. Comedy, horror, sci-fi, anything you want, this uh, exists in that genre, for sure. Anything you can think of, hit us with it. We want to know. We want the most interesting, awesome picks from you guys. Submit them via our Facebook. Uh, We are on Twitter. Hit us up there. We're also on Instagram, so you can hit us up wherever you are. And we'll pick our favorite one and we'll play it on the show, man. Hell yeah. Uh, We'll talk about it with you. That's what we want to do more than anything, guys. We want to have the ability to talk shit about awesome, interesting movies with all of our alchemist friends like you. We really do. So the more you can help share us on your own social pages, that helps us reach other uh, movie lovers that you know. Give us a kind word on your social pages. Help draw them in for us. If you find us on a podcast directory that allows you to leave a rating or review, please leave us some love, man. It, we appreciate that you guys listen. We do a lot of hard work for you to present this show. Uh, if you can do these little things to help us out, it helps us grow the show, and it makes it more fun for us to put in all that work. Um, so that's it, guys. I hope that you have fun watching Suspiria times 2, Heather's Raw, Battle Royale, a lot of fun movies and don't forget to submit your uh fan pick please for us to choose from so that's it guys this is the intro to the month we will be starting with what movie do you want to start with oh, are we doing suspiria first what's that what are we starting with we should start with um let's start at the bottom let's start with heathers Holy fuck, going balls deep Wait, first. no, All right, I lied. Heathers. Let's start with Raw. Raw first. Raw. Strike that, reverse it. Heather's last. Raw is first. So Hell the yeah. next time you hear our voices, we will be talking to you about French veterinary madness. Veterinary madness. <laughs> yeah, Raw coming at you next week, guys. So get on it this weekend. Hopefully you enjoy the movies. Uh, we'll talk to you soon. For the Film Alchemist, I'm Josh Griffey. I'm Alex Dandino. Peace, bitches.